0: Come on, you got like Star Wars.
1: Oh my, okay. We're not even inviting Cam on yet. No? Wow. Well, save, save that for Cam or Flex, man. <laughs> save that for Flex, yes. Oh.
0: Yeah. If Flex was here, he would get this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um... For Ryan, I guess we'd have the Game of Thrones theme song, since he's still the Mad King.
0: We would, Um, we would. Um, Yeah, well, as we talk, welcome to our second episode. Our first episode did not go very well. The audio was terrible. Um, So yeah, this is the second episode of what we have so far called Inside the Lines. And Ian and I are going to be talking about uh, the MLB trade deadline among pretty much that. But... uh, I don't know if you follow soccer, too, Ian.
1: Um, I know there's some stuff in our Slack chat um, about Suarez and some moves right there. But uh, no, I don't really follow EPL or any of the other European leagues.
0: Okay. Well, if you've been living under a rock, Neymar like, got a transfer from Barcelona. He's like the third best player in the world behind, like you know, Messi and Ronaldo, right? Yes, those two. So he, he is like... The third best player in the world, and he plays with with Messi. But he got a transfer, and it cost the team that bought him two hundred (laughs) and twenty million.
1: Jesus, over how many years?
0: No, they just flat fee. So it's like flat fee two twenty, and then they sign him to a contract which was six hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week.
1: (laughs) Jeez, that's even more than Otani.
0: Yeah, and like imagine, because the team that signed him, Paris Saint Germain, plays in like the French, the French league or whatever. Right. And it's like just the worst league.
1: So he's it's just like, gonna style on them for the next little while.
0: It's like MLS quality. Okay. <laughs> which wow. I know, like Flex will. That's terrible. Yeah, Flex will rip us for ripping TFC's league. But yeah, and I don't know if you follow sprinting, but Andre DeGrasse hurt his hamstring and now he can't race Usain Bolt in the World Championships this weekend.
1: I had no clue, but that is very sad. Um, Honest,
0: honestly, I just want to see it.
1: I want right. to see two extremely, extremely fast people run very, very fast.
0: Usain Bolt is just insane. Like even at thirty years old, he's still like insane.
1: His first gold was in 08, right?
0: '09, or '12. I think it was two thousand and nine. though. but maybe I mean, I right. mean
1: Olympic gold.
0: Yeah, yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, you're right. And then but he's been
1: on it for nine years, ten years.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently him and Andre De Grasse don't get along, because apparently Andre De Grasse like made him run hard in a semifinal at like a, like a basically like a, just a random event. Sprinting's weird; it's very weird. It
1: sounds very macho.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, um, we digress as we move to I guess what we're supposed to be talking about, which is the MLB trade deadline. And as always, this show has like no fantasy implications. This is more just like our opinions on what's going on in the real world. So I'll ask you before I give my take, but what was your biggest trade deadline acquisition? And for what team?
1: I'm definitely going to have to say Los Angeles Dodgers acquiring you, Darvish. I mean, this guy has been almost a Cy Young candidate for quite a while now. I know his contract is only for the rest of this year, but the Dodgers are really making a break to get past the NLDS. If they can't do it with this roster, they can't do it with anyone. And I honestly don't think the prospects they gave back are that good. I mean, Willie Calhoun is a very promising uh, player. He's hitting very well in AAA. Uh, almost has a 300 average right now there. But uh, the other two guys I don't think are that, that good. AJ Alexi. Is still in diapers, and <laughs> Brendan Davis uh, also still very young.
0: No, I I agree with you, and I think like like you, Darvish, me just deserves so much more. Like you know what I mean? Like I know he's a rental, and teams don't want to pay for rentals. But as a former Willie Calhoun owner, he is like a B level prospect at best. You know, like his bat's going to have to play really well because people don't think his defense can stick in second base, right? Which is like a pretty easy position anyway to continue to play, right?
1: So what's his future DH or first base or something? That's uh, so he's like be real good.
0: I was reading some scouting reports, obviously, because I I moved him and I had him, and a lot of scouts believe he's either a left fielder or a DH, which means his bat has to play like really high for him to be actually valuable. Um, which like it might because like in the minors he's hitting for power, right? I think he's close to thirty home runs, but.
1: Yeah, he's probably going to get that by the end of the season, and he almost walks as much as he strikes out. There's only three percent difference between his uh, walk ratio and K ratio. So, like, he's like, certainly not a bad player, but Darvish.
0: <laughs> if you're the if you're the Do- or the Rangers, though, like you have to get like a Yadier Alvarez or um, like an Alex Verdugo. Like you just have to.
1: Yeah, Calhoun was their fourth best prospect. I mean. It seems like the market wasn't buying very high. I know we'll get to him later, but I don't think Sony Gray got a very handsome price either. Um, so so I'm just in the
0: air about that, but yeah,
1: I don't think any either of those pitchers were sold for uh, too too much. But the Dodgers got a great deal. I can't wait to see their playoff run. I think they're looking better than the Astros or the Yankees.
0: See, I disagree with you. I mean, I don't know. Like if Clayton Kershaw doesn't come back. This is like a huge deal for them, right? Like you, Darvish, like gives them a fallback option. If yeah, you I'm, like Clayton Kershaw can't come back, right?
1: And if he does, then you have Rich Hill, assuming he doesn't get a blister. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> and Clayton Kershaw and you, Darvish, as your one, two, three. And I mean, Kershaw's always been a bit iffy in the playoffs. I think his ERA is above four in playoff games. But, I mean, he's still the best pitcher of our generation. He should which, be able to show up eventually.
0: Which is fair, right? But, like, you, Darvish, also hasn't performed in the playoffs. Like, he got roasted by Toronto.
1: Oh, it was great to watch.
0: <laughs> like, and this is, like, he just doesn't have a great track record either. But I'm willing to buy the point that Kershaw can be better because the Dodgers tend to run Kershaw out there on, like, three days rest a lot right? Because they need him, right? They'll put him out there, like, okay, say they pitch him game one, they'll win Mm -hmm. game one, and then they go down, say, 2-1. And then it's game four, and they need a W, right? So they throw him out there again in game four. And And he again, Yeah, yeah. And then in game seven, he gets demolished, because, like, he's had three days rest for two starts in a row, right? Like, people forget that, like, Clayton Kershaw, if you look at the statistics, has pitched the most postseason games from, like, 2012 onward. And it's because they pitch him on short rest, right? So getting a Yu Darvish helps that problem, right?
1: Yeah, it means that they won't have to do the usual playoff thing where you just crank the most out of players you possibly can without physically melting down their arms. I mean, it's just the reality of the postseason. Um, your fifth starter is going to turn into a reliever, and your rotation is going to be a bit shorter. Everyone's going to be on short rest. And some people can rise to the occasion. Look at Madison Bumgarner coming in Game One, Game Four, and then doing six innings of scoreless relief in Game Seven of, uh, I think, the 2012 World Series. Sorry, I get the Giants. 20...
0: Wait, the uh, oh, he did that. Um, yeah, that was 2015, I think. The Royals won that. oh no, no, the Madison Royals Bumgarner. Lost.
1: It was even your bullshit, man. At 2010, 2012, 2014. Uh, Either way, one year, Bumgarner basically won three games for the Giants, and that. It's why he's one of the greater postseason pitchers, and maybe Kershaw will be able to rise to that, or maybe he won't have to with Darvish.
0: Like, if I'm the Dodgers, though, I'm fine. Like, 100% fine with Kershaw, Darvish, Alex Wood, and Rich Hill. Like, I'm totally fine with this. There's no reason why anybody should be on short rest in a rotation like this.
1: And they've still got really good pitchers, too. Like, Ryu's been doing pretty well. They can turn him into a reliever. They still love Kenley Jansen in the bullpen. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. One of the top relievers in baseball.
0: Yeah, his They're... strikeout to walk ratio is like something like seventy-two to three.
1: Jesus fuck!
0: Like he That's and amazing. he was like, and he was like fifty-six and like one halfway through the season. So he's walked a couple guys lately. Um, but you mentioned it, so p- perhaps like the bigger trade long-term is the Yankees got Sonny Gray off the athletics um, and they give up James Caparellian, Jorge Mateo and uh, Dustin Fowler in that deal. And you, you said you weren't thrilled with the return. So why? Like, I mean, I think originally in Slack, you thought this was a good deal at the time.
1: I I, I said, I I think I remember myself saying cash God because the Yankees manager Cashman is just, sewering Billy Bean over this. I mean, the Yankees have better prospects and Sony Gray actually has another year of control after this, I believe, or two years of control? Two years of
0: control yeah, I know
1: it's an arbitration, so his salary is going to go up, but it's not like he's a rental or anything like that. He's going to be in the Yankees rotation as they continue to get better. He um, can definitely be a centerpiece of future playoff runs for them, and they're not even giving away their best prospect. All
0: um, All true. I,
1: I believe Gleyber Torres is their best, and they didn't even give away him or Florial. I mean Caprellian is a pretty good prospect. I think he's definitely gonna get some MLB play and be like um what we'd consider a keeper. But compared to Gray, two and a half years of Gray, it's just not worth it.
0: So I was reading on ESPN because I was like following on trade deadline day, and I was reading from uh I don't know Dave Schoenfeld or somebody, one of their insiders, and he was basically saying the Yankees like preface talks with the Oakland Athletics with like we will not trade you, like Gleyber Torres, we will not trade you Clint Frazier, like if you're willing to discuss people other than that, we will talk to you. And so, like the Athletics never had a hope of ever getting these players, right? So, so why like, give them away then? It's yeah, not like Tony
1: Gray's to be, around for two years and he'll be good next year. You can. Also, go talk to the Cubs. I know they got Quintana, but they still got good prospects. You can go to the Astros. I mean, McCullers Jr. just got another freaking injury. So well, will go say, go I will. I will say
0: though, like the Cubs have nothing to give at this point that you would want if you're the Oakland Athletics. Like,
1: are they? Are they is the farm completely dry? I thought they still had a couple pieces around that no, are better they tr- than Kaprelli
0: They traded. Uh, they traded. What's his name? Yamar. Uh, I can't say his last name. He went to the Tigers. Caminero. That was the only other guy that like I think they would actually want, but like Houston, one hundred percent. Like we're gonna talk about them, but like Dallas Keuchel made some comments, and it's you know kind of a tense situation. But Houston absolutely had the prospects to get this done, right? Like Kyle Tucker, um, you know Francis Martez, Teoscar um, hey, I
1: mean, Hernandez perhaps. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> you
0: know, this, is, this is a bit lofty. Teoscar Hernandez is one hundred percent overhyped, but anyway.
1: I mean, I think he's better than the other people that got in after Caprelian.
0: Well, okay, like, here's the thing with the guys that they got. Like, all of them are hurt or, like, at their lowest possible value. Like, I-, I was getting ripped about this, but Jorge Mateo is, like, not a very good player. I don't care what people say. I don't care what Cam says. I don't care what Flex says. Like, he's not a good player. He doesn't hit for power, really. He's a speed guy at best, and I think he's a perfect prototypical pinch runner fourth outfielder type like he right now he's playing center field so if he's playing center field like sure the threshold to get into a lineup is low but i can't see him putting up better numbers than say like kevin pilar and would you say kevin pilar is really valuable
1: or fucking sony gray it's ridiculous oh no,
0: like I mean... you wouldn't like if that's the centerpiece of your package is kevin pilar like a young kevin pilar like yeah he plays shortstop but the Yankees moved them off shortstop because they had other guys they wanted to play there like Gleyber Torres, right? So there's a reason he's not going to play short. Um, I mean, James Caporellian just had Tommy John surgery. So like that's kind of a big deal, you know, like lots of pitchers come back and aren't the same. So if you're Billy Bean, why the fuck are you buying a guy who you don't even know what he's going to be after, right? Like he's a prospect. sense. Yeah, like, you just don't know what he's going to be. Like, not only is he a prospect, so you don't know, but on top of that, like, whatever you thought he was going to be, you might as well just toss out the window, because he just had his arm fucking restructured. So, and then Dustin Fowler just had um he had a ruptured patella. Oh, yeah, he got
1: you... injured too recently.
0: That's like a career-threatening injury, man. Like, I know he's only going to be out six to eight months or whatever, but... Man, that could impact his fielding, his running ability. Like, sure, I'm sure they check the medicals and whatever, but how certain can you be that these players will be good?
1: It's just a risk. Like, no matter how likely you think it is, there's still an inherent risk that's just not worth taking. And I also have to point out, in the spirit of Moneyball, the Yankees also got $1.5 in international bonus money. Just as the cherry on top. I mean, that's nothing in baseball terms. But still, why are the A's giving the Yankees money? for this
0: so they can sign international free agents and get stronger and the A's can sign right longer.
1: Ah,
0: like here's the thing like if you're the Yankees you want this money and this is just an aside you want this money because you want to go sign more international prospects and continue to grow which is fine but if you're Oakland this is also what you want to be doing so why the hell are you giving away international pool money in a deal that's already in my opinion shitty for you like here's the thing like and the thing that, like, you mentioned, I'm trying to, like, highlight here. Oakland had no reason to do this deal. None. Like, you could trade Sonny Gray in the offseason. You could trade Sonny Gray at next deadline. You could trade Sonny Gray in a year, two years from now when he's going to be a rental. You had so many options. You did not. Your back was not against the wall if you're Billy Bean in any way, shape, or form. This reminds <laughs> me of Josh Donaldson, doesn't it?
1: Okay, I think that was honestly worse. I mean Brett Lawry, well, the clubhouse cancer himself,
0: okay, but Frankel Barreto is like a top prospect and could become something,
1: yeah, but Josh Donaldson is an order of magnitude better than Sony Gray will ever be, like Donaldson was the second best player uh position player in terms of war for the last four years. That's Sony fair. Gray is not a number one pitcher,
0: but he could be a top 25 pitcher at Yankee Stadium with the bullpen they have and the run support. Like Oakland, according to fan graphs, had the worst defense in MLB this year.
1: They also have the best stadium. Like those Oco foul zones are huge. It's one right. of the most uh, pitcher-friendly parks.
0: Yeah, but I like to me, he's going to have a better defense. He's going to get more wins. So like from a fantasy perspective, he's a better pitcher. I guess. Well, from a real-life perspective, too, he's a better pitcher. He's going to get more wins, more run support better defense, like he could be a good number two pitcher. Right. So if this you're this is Yankees... not as bad as Donaldson. <laughs> no no you're right. You're right.
1: That's com- that's not comparable.
0: Okay. But if you're the Yankees and you now line up like Louis Severino, Sonny Gray, if Masahiro Tanaka can get right, like you've got a good three headed rotation to rely on, right? So
1: And their bullpen is still great. I mean Dylan Patances and uh Chapman
0: David Robertson, Tommy, Kamey. Oh,
1: yeah, and they picked up all those from the freaking White Sox. So yeah, They also,
0: like, here's something people forget, too. Like, the Yankees got better by making other teams around them worse. Like, <laughs> Yankees got better by keeping Todd Frazier and David Robertson out of the hands of the Red Sox. By keeping Sonny Gray out of the hands of the Houston Astros, who you know Billy Beans going to them saying, hey, guys, you're in our division, so you're going to be paying a little bit more. And it starts with Kyle Tucker. Like, I'm sure that conversation was had. And the Astros right. probably were like, hey, fuck off. You know? Like, <laughs> that's probably what that's happened. That, that's uh, probably the
1: focus. Full... It makes sense. You might be giving Billy Bean a little bit too much credit, but it like the, the math checks out. Uh, so have we hated on this trade enough or you have a little bit more
0: no it's i got no more no more venom in me to to spew i just think that oakland can never be good like as a side point oakland can never win a world series because they don't have the spending money and even if they did their gm is so incompetent that he can't like keep the assets going
1: i kind of feel bad for them but i mean they also have the golden state warriors so it's not like the city's crying out for talent
0: it's fine. Oakland won't get a new stadium and then they'll move to somewhere nice. It'll be fine. Expos? Uh, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's talk quickly about the fact that like, the Astros get Francisco Liriano for Teoscar Hernandez and Naurier Naurier, okay. yeah. And this is the only move they do at the deadline. And, well, the uh, only
1: move that actually happened. We'll get into the questionable stuff a little bit later but uh as a jays fan liriano is amazing against lefties but he's not a pitcher i guess he's going to be in the bullpen from now on he did that pretty well in the playoffs last year but
0: i I don't have the clip but uh dallas keichel said quote this is disappointing yeah no um that's great and Liriano, it's from what i've read is going to be a lefty specialist out of the bullpen he won't be starting
1: that makes sense. Um, so, but they could definitely yeah. use him if they get more injuries. Like, Keiko eats his words and gets injured or something like that. He off the watch, Lear on a pitch from the hospital or something.
0: <laughs> I mean, Keiko's comments are 100% fair, though. I like,
1: still think they're out of place. Um, I remember last week when we had Jameel on, there was that um, guy who got traded away from the Raptors and was bitching about how they couldn't work together as a team. Damari Carroll.
0: Damari Carroll, Yeah. yeah.
1: And I know Keiko's not doing anything as bad as that, but still, um, I feel like those sorts of comments aren't something you tell the entire fucking world. It just seems a little bit unprofessional, even if it's completely right. His job isn't to be right, his job is to be a teammate.
0: I mean, this is fair, but Jose Batista made exactly the same comments in 2014 when he thought Alex Anthopoulos should be adding players at the deadline. I mean... Nobody. Jose
1: Bautista is a perfect example of how mature a player should act, right?
0: <laughs> Jose Bautista, <laughs> man's most hated baseball player. Oh, like,
1: the backflip, the punch-out. Uh,
0: when the Baltimore Orioles say, our fans don't want you, so we're not signing you, it's probably not <laughs> retired. Yeah. So
1: saying he's saying he did the same thing as Jose Bautista. should not. Like, I know we love Jose, but that should not redeem him.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't love Jose. I hope we, like... I Oh, fun fact. Jose Batista was placed on revocable waivers today. Hopefully someone will pick him up. Don't get your hopes up. Please, someone, take that salary. <sighs> anyway, um, I think Houston should have done more. I really do. Like, your team is 14 games up in the AL West. Like, you have the division locked up. But, like, Cleveland's still good. The Yankees are like loading up by getting Sonny Gray and all these other pieces. The Red Sox got Addison Reed, which, you know, for anybody who ca- who cares, they got Addison Reed for basically shitty prospects that you've never heard of. Um yeah, like you got to compete with those guys, right? And if you're looking big big picture, you got to look at the Dodgers. If you're the Astros and go, we got to get through them to win a World Series potentially.
1: It just feels like they're treading water while everyone else is swimming. I mean, they're so good that it doesn't mean it's necessarily bad for them. They're nine games ahead of Boston for the AL pennant. But uh, this is a little bit disappointing. But I still maintain that uh, there was some sort of trade with the Orioles involving Zach Britton that fell apart because Orioles management uh, decided to be super salty for some reason.
0: So so let's get into this a little bit, because you were talking to me about this, and I'm kind of curious where you heard this, like... What you know about it. So, um one thing I will say is like Peter Angelos is a total wild card as an owner. Like, I don't know if you have heard anything about Peter Angelos, but he is like 88 years old and like basically senile. And like, um, he basically told Dan Duquette he's buying at the deadline because the Orioles are still in it.
1: Which is like not in- completely untrue, but nah, I think they're still definitely in the wild card race. They're what, three and a half games, four and a half games back right now?
0: The Orioles won't make the playoffs. They just won't.
1: Well, you not can't. right now after what happened at the trade deadline.
0: But, you, um, you can't add Tim Beckham and uh, Jeremy Hellickson me. and be like, you know what, we're fine. We're good. We're okay. Like,
1: you're saying this with the two and a half games back of a wild card spot, and it's the first week of August. How can you say that's out of the playoffs?
0: Because your rotation pitches to a five ERA. Your there are
1: bats turn other people's pictures into batting practice.
0: Zach Britton, though, and, like, this might be... I don't know, like, I don't know what you know or what you're saying happened, but, like, Zach Britton has been garbage since he came back. Like, complete shit.
1: Which makes me think that if they were selling him, it's not, you know, they're still selling him while the 2016 dream is still alive.
0: Well, like... You heard that this trade was vetoed, as in vetoed by like team management or vetoed by MLB, yeah, like at the
1: top. Um, there's some disagreement. Like obviously, no one wants to come out and take responsibility for vetoing it, but there's some disagreement as to whether it was due to physicals or uh, just vetoed at the very top level by the management. Um, it's like you know, sports uh, media can always be a little bit random in what they report. Like sometimes it's just rumors that. Like, one guy saw a tweet and then it blew up, and sometimes it's actually grounded in reality. It's pretty hard right now, at least for me, to look for everything and well, see what exactly is fact and what is fiction.
0: If you're the Astros, though, like, your closer is what? Ken Ken Giles? Ken Gillies? Whatever you want to call him?
1: Yeah, and Davinsky is your, like, middleman, Yeah, like the Andrew, like Miller, the Andrew
0: Miller Yeah, which is hilarious that Andrew Miller is, like, everyone's following that mold. Of like multi-inning reliever but if you get Zach Britton is he closing for you like hypothetically here I guess so you'll try um, I, I don't know if he's good in, like I don't know what's going on with him but
1: you'll try to help him close and hopefully you can find his footing with the new team if not then you can keep him as like a seven finning guy
0: yeah like all of this kind of just stems back though to the fact that like the Astros were basically called out by their own pitcher for not doing anything And so this kind of leaks out and kind of comes out as like a defense mechanism for being like, hey, we actually were trying to do something.
1: That could be it. It could be just Astros management trying to save face where like the trade talks fell apart a little bit earlier. Like they couldn't come to a reasonable price for Britain. And then Keiko's calling them out. They're like, oopsie.
0: And yeah, like it's it's easy to blame Peter Peter Angelos, Angelos, right? Because he's (laughs) insane. So it's fine. But I don't know. Um, okay, well, those are the two big deals on the day, but we can get into kinda some other things that I think are kind of kind of big things that like fly under the radar, right? So the Nationals got Brandon Kinsler from the Minnesota Twins. Um or
1: Tyler Watson.
0: Yeah, who I don't I don't know who that is, but him. Um who closes for the Nationals? Like Sean Doolittle, Brandon Kinsler, Ryan Madsen? Who do you think is going to close.
1: Uh, I, I don't think anyone's going to close for any long period of time. The Nationals bullpen is just too much of a circus freak show to have any sort of stability like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe that they'll kind of settle in on one guy because no guy will be good enough for an extended period of time.
0: Like I thought they were going to go after like a Kelvin Herrera, like that made a lot of sense to me. I was like. He has a bit of control. Like you could probably get him for not that, not, not that Casey's, much, pro- right?
1: Casey wasn't selling though. I think Casey wants to go for it.
0: Yeah, which I mean, I don't know. You, you basically have to because you're all your guys are FAs, and you know, you're not resigning them, which is fine. Um, yeah.
1: So Herrera wasn't available. They could have picked up Joe Smith instead of the Indians. I mean, yeah. it's not like he was sold for a lot. He's not that good of a pitcher, but he's doing okay.
0: Does Joe Smith though move the needle though, really, for the Nationals? Like, I think Brandon Kinsler actually moves the needle. Like, you could, you you might just have the three of them fight it out, but Brandon Kinsler could close for you. Like, he has closed for the Twins. He doesn't have a high strikeout rate, but he's been great.
1: And he was uh, given for the Nats 14th pros- best prospect, apparently. Yeah,
0: which is not anything. So, I mean, I'm fine with the move. It's just like, yeah, like I'm okay with it. It's just like, I would have loved to see them get it on Zach Britton um like you know like if you're the nationals like i read on sports that they called the blue jays and asked about roberto osuna
1: yeah they wouldn't give us a fair price for osuna considering how young he is
0: well i mean victor robles is in that conversation 100 percent if you're blue jays management right so and then that's uh-huh. we're not willing to move him apparently in any deal um,
1: i think both sides are being pretty fair unfortunately
0: yeah, I mean, you don't want to move Osuna if you're the Jays because he's 22 years old. I think they could have gotten a lot for him, but the market kind of seemed to dry up on, on a, lot of, a lot of players, especially bats too, right? Like bats basically went for nothing, which is interesting. But anyway, yeah, so the Nationals, like, I feel like they got better, but I'm not sure they got better enough in that area to actually challenge the Dodgers for the NL West title, I think.
1: Um, are they still the second best team in the NL, though? You yeah. think they can beat the Rocktober?
0: The Rocktober.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Rocktober picked up, uh, Luckroy or Lucroy. Yeah, John, um,
0: Lecroy, Yeah,
1: it was really good last year, and then this year couldn't hit to save his life.
0: Well, I mean the the good and bad thing is that like if you're the Rockies, Jonathan LeCroix could be a lot better for you, but he still has right. to hit the baseball at Coors to make it go out of the park, and that's. <sighs> kind of the issue he's been having is striking out, right? So, I mean, think about Texas, though. Like, you gave up top prospects to get this guy last year. You gave up Luis Ortiz. You gave up... um... God, I forget who else was in that deal. It
1: It was more like the Brewers got a pretty good haul, and now they're giving him back for a player to be named later.
0: Which is nothing. Like, you basically take the salary, right? Yeah,
1: It's, It's literally nothing.
0: So it's like, huh? I'm just looking this up.
1: Um, Casey acquiring Melky Cabrera is also a little bit interesting for um two pitchers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Melky Cabrera to me is like not a guy who's gonna make a big difference. Oh, Texas gave up Louis or Louis Brinson. You remember?
1: Oh, Brinson's actually good.
0: Yeah, so like you're giving up Brinson Ortiz. And there was a third prospect who's not good on here. But, like, Lewis Brinson is, like, a top 10 prospect right now.
1: Um, I might not say top 10, but top 20 for sure.
0: Okay, top 20. He is their top prospect. I will say that. He's their best prospect. So, I mean, that's kind of a big deal, right? And then you'd give him for literally nothing. Like, Colorado agrees to take his contract, basically.
1: The whole Rangers situation is just making me laugh. I mean, we beat them twice in the playoffs. Um, they got swept by us last year after getting a catcher who can't hit two years in a row for good prospects. And now they're selling Darvish for way under his real value. We're and always going to have gonna, the bat flip. Yeah. And
0: the Donaldson dive. Yeah. And the Donaldson dive. It's going to be good. We'll remember that because we're both going to be out of the playoffs this year, so we can just reminisce about that.
1: And uh, pay attention to the Leafs.
0: Yes, yes. I can't wait for the Leafs to start. Um, so just talk about a couple more moves here. A lot of these, a lot of these deals aren't kind of irrelevant, right? Like
1: Adam Rosales to
0: Arizona is just sad. Okay, the Cubs. This is a deal I was talking about. The Chicago Cubs have decided they're actually going to give a fuck about the season. This is like news to everyone because they were going to lose a division before the All Star break, but uh, they have been on a roll. So they get Justin Wilson and Alex Avila for Yamar Can Ken... I can't even say the same. Yamar Candelero? Candelario. Candelario. That Isaac... pretty good. Yeah, better than I can. Yeah, uh, Isaac Parodies and a player to be named later or cash. So basically, it's uh, Candelario here. He is in the like top 100 on Baseball America and MLB's uh, list at the beginning of 2017. I'm not sure he's still on there now. But uh, he's third base, which is kind of perplexing because you have Nick Castellanos there and you're kind of like, well, why would you move him off third base? But anyway, this is fine.
1: I think Avila is a bit of a weird guy to pick up considering they have Contreras behind the plate for the foreseeable future. Like, um, I don't know why they'd want him. A backup catcher is never bad per se, but Contreras is solid.
0: Well, Joe Madden is really weird about like how he plays his guys. And Wilson Contreras does play, like, a Kyle Schwarber type role. Like, he plays left field as well. Right. Um, So it's possible in, like, some configuration where... I'm not talking playoffs, obviously, but I'm talking about, like, during the season, Contreras goes to left field and Alex Avila catches twice a week, you know?
1: He could be a Montero replacement after Montero got kicked out for being an ass.
0: Well, Montero, like, if we're being, like, honest with ourselves, is garbage. Like, he's not good. He can't throw runners out. He's not a good pitch framer. Can't really hit that well anymore. He has a right. Alex Avila at least swings a good bat. Like this year, he's had a good offensive year. He's been solid.
1: Hard to tell if he'll keep it up though, but I'm guessing rolling the dice for that sort of price is very much worth it.
0: Well, one thing I read, and I I don't know how much this factored into it, but according to like Ken Rosenthal, who like is really good at this kind of reporting, like, Alex Avila is one of the best clubhouse guys you can you can have.
1: Apparently, really?
0: Like like his teammates loved him everywhere he played. Like Detroit obviously and the Chicago White Sox like teammates loved him. Like apparently he was like a great leader, a great clubhouse guy, very outspoken, doesn't put up with shit. So like maybe you're paying for like I mean the Cubs didn't pay a lot anyway.
1: Yeah, like this is getting away with murder. I'm just kind of surprised they inherently wanted Avila instead of like another reliever or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do the Tigers have though that you want outside of Justin Wilson, right?
1: Ah, uh, you can get cash considerations or something.
0: <laughs> they got that player to be named later or cash from Detroit.
1: Oh, okay, I guess more cash then two so. bags of money instead of one bag of money.
0: Yeah, so, eh, you know what, I I like this for the Cubs. It gives them a good left-handed option. Like, Wilson was closing, so if you're the Cubs, you can put him in the 8th inning now and move, like, Hector Rondon back and Pedro Strop back and and guys like that. And, I mean, that's a good one-two punch. And Alex Avila, I'm I'm not going to critique because I don't think he's a great piece, but, like, they didn't give up anything to get him, so I'm okay with it.
1: I'm kind of surprised you mentioned the clubhouse thing, considering they're the World Series champions. Shouldn't they have a pretty good clubhouse thing? Like, yeah, we, we number one.
0: Well, sort of the, thing. the argument, I guess, is like, can you ever have too many clubhouse guys?
1: Um, Minunari Kawasaki says no.
0: No. Yeah, it's true. He's playing in Japan, though. So, like...
1: I guess they needed to fill him in. They gave him a ring. Uh, and now he's, he's back in s- Japan.
0: <laughs> he sent a uh, welcome text to uh, Naori Aoki. Which is hilarious. Oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah, it was on the sports set. It's like Nyori Aoki is disappointed that he's traded to the blue Jays.
1: Uh, oh, like and then he wasn't disappointed at all when you click on the actual video, just sports set being fuckheads. Clickbait, uh just get you to read it. He's disappointed. Listening. I am not disappointed. I mean they got words right. I mean, not all f- the words right, but some of them.
0: He for sure was disappointed, he just isn't allowed to say. Which is fine.
1: Well, yeah. Um you Darvish is a uh, thing that he uh, put in the Texas newspaper was kind of hilarious. Uh, first like- of all, that signature. I don't know if that's a signature or just his name and kanji. Um, <laughs> I get, like Does he have a doctor-level signature or is it actually his kanji? And then he also apologized for like the strikeouts thing, which just seems a little weird to me. <laughs> but I, yeah. I mean, it's his newspaper. He can do what he wants.
0: I, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this, but he posted on like Instagram or something like five minutes before he's traded being like still here. Yeah, Hashtag That was hilarious. <laughs> oh that really oh, kills <sighs> me, man. Like back your bags, fucker. Verlander too. <laughs>
1: Verlander had something about like still here with twenty minutes left and I was like, oh wait, wait for the shoe to drop.
0: Well but, uh, he won't though, because no, no one wants that no one wants that fucking contract. And Detroit's yeah. not gonna eat it, right? Because if you're in Detroit and you want a good return, you're eating the contract, and I don't think they want to do that. So
1: Yeah, maybe next year.
0: Almost. Or never. <laughs> I next don't think year. you know, I don't think Verlanders going anywhere. But anyway, um just a couple more moves and then I'm gonna get your take on like three winners and three losers. Okay. Um so this one like kinda flew under the radar to people. AJ Ramos goes from the Miami Marlins to the New York Mets for Ricardo Cespedes, Mirandi Gonzalez. Um, Ramos was closing for the for the fish, and the Mets are totally out of it. So someone explain to me what's going on.
1: Who are those two guys on the Mets? Like uh, Mirandi Gonzalez and Ricardo Cespedes. Like, I guess there's Yonis' brother or something, or cousin. <laughs> like,
0: I, 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 I straight up don't know. What? They are they are not inside their top 10 prospects as I look right now.
1: No, um, like the top comments on this trade analysis, thread is just, but why? I just don't know what's <laughs> going on here.
0: It is, but, but why. why? Like Ramos is is not a top 15 closer, but he's still like in that 15 to 20 range. Like he's, he's a little bit wild, but he's okay. Um, But you're the Mets. You're like th- 15 games out of the division, even farther out of the wild card. Your whole team is hurt and you have a closer named Jeria's Familia. I butchered that name. But whatever. Why are you trading for him? Like I don't know. Maybe they
1: want to contend next year and they're just setting the table a little bit early. I mean like the Mets were the favorites for the NL East, right? Them are the Nats. Uh, Nats they were expected yeah. to be very, very good with that. Um, like the boys from Brooklyn's pitching staff. But uh I guess it just didn't happen with the whole Cyndagaard getting injured thing. The Grom's been solid still and you had those clubhouse nonsense with RV. But uh maybe they're just looking like really far forward. Like they're playing four dimensional chess or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> There's it's just like perplexing, right? Like you're just like, why? why do this? And if you're the Miami Marlins You have no reason to do this. I'm pretty sure Ramos has another year of control. So you don't need to do this. And you got like fringy, shitty prospects at best.
1: I mean, maybe they're just like fringy, shitty prospects.
0: This is exactly why the Marlins are garbage.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure the Marlins are garbage because of a certain boat accident. But anyway, we got into that on another podcast before.
0: Uh, That's rough. Flex, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, next one. Uh
0: slightly <laughs>
1: similar topic. Um Lucas Duda going to the Rays for Drew Smith. Um I mean the Rays got a little bit stronger, and I think they certainly have reason to be. They're um very much in the wild card picket right now.
0: Uh, Lucas um, Duda though.
1: They're one spot out and I mean who was playing first base for them before? Logan Morrison? Yeah.
0: I think
1: Like Corey Dickerson was going back and forth between left field and DH, so I guess they have another potential DH. I
0: I don't know though. Like Lucas Duda is like kind of shit at this stage in his career, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean he's not that bad, and I don't think Drew Smith is that good of a player. Um, Oh, he's a prospect, it seems. Yeah, he's currently in Single
0: A. See, the problem is with these moves. Like a lot of these moves are just like, why even bother? If you're either team, like you're just trading for the sake of trading, like you're giving like your fifteenth best best prospect for like a guy that's probably not going to help you, like Lucas Duda is not going to help you get to the AL wild card. It's just he's just not. Like <laughs> Logan Morrison and Corey Dickerson are going to play every day, and Lucas Duda is going to sit on the bench, which like he was doing for the Mets, and asked them how well that went. So I, I don't
1: know. Can inspire quasi good fantasy baseball names. <sighs>
0: Aiden's name is terrible. I don't, okay. I don't care if it was copyrighted. It's bad. My name's not I mean, you Arroyd. you can't
1: you can't talk. Have you listened to the most recent episode of the weekly show?
0: No, I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. I'm probably oh, getting okay. Yeah,
1: your your name is terrible, and we all commented on how terrible it was. But anyways, um, on this podcast, uh, yeah, I I can see the Rays wanting to beef up a little bit. Like there is a chance they sneak into the wild card, and they don't want to totally fail there. But I think it's going to come down to more whether Chris Archer goes god mode and Corey Dickerson keeps hitting well, and Longoria hits like it's two thousand and eight, and things like that.
0: I mean that's fair. I just I don't know if I can put the Rays in the wild card conversation, but anyway,
1: okay. well we we keep coming back to this. Right now the wild card rankings is up. Yankees are in first. Um, Then KC is in the second wild card. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay is one game back. Seattle is two and a half games back. Orioles are three games back. So, like, who are your two wild card picks here?
0: The Yankees, to me, have a like the Yankees or Red Sox. One of them is getting a wild card for sure. Like that wild card is gone. Um, After that, like you, you, I would put like a couple teams in there. Like Kansas City, I like. they're my favorite probably to take the second wild card but like i won't count tampa out i just don't know if like at the end of the year they'll be in the conversation like it's fine to tell me like in august that you know all these teams are within five games hell the blue jays are fucking within like six games like crazier things have happened
1: yeah anyone going on a hot streak could get themselves in a very comfortable wild card spot the only team more than nine games back are the white Sox.
0: but do you believe
1: clusterfuck
0: Like, do you believe in your heart that, like, the Jays or anyone for that matter that's like fringy has a chance to make that run?
1: Maybe uh, if you were asking me a week before, yes. But uh, I think maybe Seattle does. That's about it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, flip a coin to me between KC and Seattle. I'm going to go KC, New York, KC, or New York, Boston, KC. You know what I mean?
1: The one thing about KC is that they're only two games back of Cleveland right now. They could definitely yeah. take the um central division if Cleveland doesn't play that well.
0: So Cleveland's also kind of a disappointment. Like they got Joe Smith, but like so well. Yeah, what? they
1: didn't do too much. I know you said something about free winners, free losers, and yeah, we won't so... get into that right away. But yeah, they didn't do much. Joe Smith is not a make it or break it sort of guy.
0: Well, let's get into that. Like give me oh, for okay. the for Major League Baseball, like give me your three team winners. That you think won the deadline if you're, you know, looking at playoffs.
1: Um Yankees are the no-brainer. I mean yeah. the Conley deal, um getting and Robertson deal, getting some really good relievers and Fraser and keeping him out of the hands of the Red Sox without having to give over anyone that, that good is amazing. And then they got Sony Gray and international signing player cash, oh boy. And they gave Billy Bean back like potato chips. So I think they're the number one winners and they're laughing at the rest of the league. Cash God is real. (laughs) Uh, Number two is definitely going to have to be the Dodgers. Just, I I think uh, their only major move was Darvish, but that is, Oh, and they also got Tony Watson, who's a theoretically good uh, reliever. He used to close for the pirates before Felipe Rivero became uh, immortal. But uh, yeah, they picked up Tony Watson and Tony Singrani and Udarbish, and now their World Series are bust. Oh, like, no matter what you give away, they are probably the favorites for the World Series right now, and like, I have to respect that. And third winner, I have to go with the Cubs. Uh, between Justin Wilson and you know throwing down Jimenez or um, Quintana, I think like they really want to compete, and their players were good all of one year ago so i think they can definitely uh, keep the division lead and challenge the dodgers
0: i 100 percent agree with all of these assessments i the only thing i would switch and i guess i'll i'll do the losers but i would put the dodgers first just because i think anytime you get somebody of like you darvish quality even if it's a rental like that has to be the number one move in the deadline. And like the Dodgers have so much money that like they're one of the few teams that can pay for you Darvish in the offseason. So if they want to sign them, they're going to. The, Assuming-
1: one, sorry, uh, the one tick mark I did have against the Dodgers is that um I don't think that uh I don't think that Dart, like giving away those prospects for Darvish is necessarily a ripoff. Like the Yankees ripped Oakland off. The Dodgers made a key move and got the second best uh, player traded in this whole deadline season. But they didn't rip off the Rangers that hard.
0: Well, I mean, that's fair. Um, As we transition to losers here, um, to me, anyway, the Houston Astros are my number one loser. If your team is this good, like the Dodgers made moves, you got to make moves. Like, you can't just sit on your hands and your your thumbs there and, and get Francisco Lariano and think that, like, things are okay. Like, you're have a legitimate shot for the first time in like how many years after painful painful seasons and like yeah your team
1: competitive for how many years now like three years in playoffs and they haven't made it to world series
0: like last year you missed the the playoffs which is fine but yeah your team's young but now's the chance to keep it keep it going right and you don't add anything like to me that's just unacceptable um Same kind of deal here, but Cleveland is my second loser. Because I still just think, like, you need more than Joe Smith. Like, I know your bullpen is fine. You have a great bullpen. Um, I would have liked to see them add, like, a starting pitcher. Like, they needed Sonny Gray just as bad as the Yankees did. Like, Corey Kluber is great. The Yankees don't have a Corey Kluber-type player. But, like, Carlos Carrasco is injury-prone. Danny Salazar has been all over the place. Josh Tomlin is straight garbage. Like Mike Clevenger has been good, but like, can you rely on Mike Clevenger in the postseason? Probably. Like, I don't know. Probably not. So, I would have liked to see them get a starting pitcher. Um,
1: um. Um. I don't think Joe Smith addresses their bullpen issues. Like Cody Allen hasn't been looking as good this year.
0: I, I still think like Boone Logan, like Andrew Miller, Cody Allen, like that's those guys will figure it out. I I do think that. Okay. Um. Yeah.
1: One team we didn't talk about at all, but would you put Arizona as, like, a just-off-the-top-three-winners? Because that J.D. Martinez trade was very good for them, and they're currently in a very comfortable wild-card spot.
0: Like, them and the Rockies did things, you know? Like, the Rockies got... Small things. Yeah, Pat Nishik, I mean, Jonathan LeCroix. Like, these are, like, moves with upside, right? Like, J.D. Martinez, obviously, huge upside. Best bat on the free agent, or the trade market, right? So... They both did things I, I don't think they're huge winners but I don't think they're losers either they kind of just like fall in this middle ground for me where it's okay. like where it's like yeah like you guys did things and like you definitely made yourself better but like you're not willing to take the full leap because you know that like it's pretty risky like one of those two teams is going to lose in the wildcard one game right so a bit risky um you know what I'll, I'm i gonna this might be like kind of harsh but I think the Nationals are kind of a loser my third loser but still a loser because i think you need to get a like a solidified closer so like if that costs you victor robles or or whatever i mean you got to do it like Bryce Har- Harper is walking out on you in 2018 it's now or never so if you aren't going to get anybody to, to address like Brandon Kinsler is good and, and Ryan Madsen and Sean Doolittle are good but these aren't legitimate closer options
1: absolutely not um, um, one thing I kind of want to bring up If we go back to last year Do you remember the Miller and Chapman trades? Yeah Two teams that would end up going to the World Series Yeah um, Like the Miller and Chapman did not come cheap um, I think actually Chapman was given away for um,
0: Weber Torres
1: Yes It was now one of the best prospects in baseball If not like top five Miller left
0: for what? Um, oh, Clint Frazier yeah,
1: so you're giving away very good players there, and I mean no Cubs fan in the world is sad about that deal because they oh. have a ring. Yep. So I mean if Victor Robles is gonna get you a ring for the reliever he brings back, no one in all of Washington will care.
0: Yeah, and like I mean, if you ask Cleveland it like fans or management, like they would never admit this, but they are in a lot, a lot of ways, is like satisfied with their investment as well. Like they got to the World Series, and they still have perhaps the filthiest reliever in baseball.
1: uh I'm gonna have to say Rivera's climbing up.
0: I know me. you're. Yeah. A, he's yeah. a Rivero salesman, but um,
1: uh, Miller is filthy.
0: Yeah, I mean he's filthy, right? So it makes like giving up Clint Frazier a lot easier. Um. Yeah, I mean. If you're those teams, so you don't regret those deals. Like, if you're the Nationals, like, yes, I get your high on Victoria Robles. Like, I get it. But it's now or never. And it, I mean, are you trying to tell me that you don't believe in your team then? Like, you don't think that they have what it takes?
1: And it's not like Robles is your only good young player. I mean, Bryce Harper is young and he's probably going to be great. Trey Turner, young, probably going to be great. Daniel Murphy somehow hasn't regressed yet. Like, may <laughs> as well keep riding him out.
0: Um, Exit velocity and launch angle, my friend.
1: Oh, my goodness. Don't get me started on what is Daniel Murphy. But um, you also have the second best pitcher in the league, Max Goddamn Scherzer. He's yep. been excellent this year.
0: Give him the Cy Young, boys and girls.
1: So, yeah, I definitely agree with that loser.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but I have nothing more to add.
1: <laughs> I think we've talked out this trade deadline. Um
0: which yeah which i think is like the gist of this episode do you have anything else you want to add before uh, we wrap up
1: i uh, know let's leave other sports for other episodes yeah baseball is guests fun
0: yeah we need some guests so if anybody is listening to this and we're gonna assume that it is the audio will be fine if you are listening to this and you want to talk about any sport get in contact with the nri because we are always looking to talk about new things especially things we don't know anything about like boxing all right it's a sport it, it lawn bowling is also a sport it's a want. sport <laughs> we don't want to talk about this so oh, okay. but boxing we could talk about we could talk about mma come on john bones Talking jones about,
1: no i'd rather talk about wrestling wrestling's hilarious
0: <laughs> yes there's a fatal four-way with brock lesnar braun Strowman, roman reigns and samoa joe
1: you were ready for this
0: <laughs> i was who's who's your money on Oh,
1: no, I, I just watch it like it's what's on at the gym because the owner is really uh, into it, uh, I guess. I'm, I'm pretty but into I just, it. Yeah. I just see it on every now and then. And it's like, no, I would never pay to view this. But it's just hilarious how like theatrical it is.
0: If if we were talking wrestling, though, we're going to have to have Nick the Man Penner on. That guy breathes wrestling. Oh, okay. So we 100% have to do a wrestling podcast. And uh, Garth Newton, please, please come on.
1: Give us your wisdom.
0: All right. Well, until next week, we'll uh, we'll leave with the really shitty intro-outro music.
1: As we go outside the lines.
0: Yeah. Into life. Um, Yeah, so that's it. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks, Thank you all for listening.